crisis along the border, the rush to get the current influx of migrants under control before it's expected to spike next week. Just seconds ago, a severe thunderstorm wash issued for parts of the hill country. We'll time out the storms into the night. And believe it or not, preparing for the next pandemic, the meeting with health officials to discuss what they learned from COVID-19 and what they can improve on if something like this ever happens again. A top Biden administration cabinet member is in Texas tonight assessing our southern border. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Daniel Marin. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is touring the border as the government prepares for a massive influx of migrants. The increase is expected after COVID-era asylum restrictions expire next week. But in some areas, it's already begun. And you can see migrants use ropes and inflatable rafts to cross the Rio Grande River to reach Brownsville this week. And then just last week, another large group of migrants used rafts to try to cross the river to get access over the border. NBC's Drew Petromo reports from Washington. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visiting the southern border. Officials there expecting a surge of new migrants when the COVID era policy known as Title 42 is lifted one week from today. There's about uh -huh. 10,000 people at the border ready to come in once Title 42 expires. So we, we, I tell people that we're actually preparing for the unknown and we're prepared, but we don't know what's gonna happen the following day. Border towns are already dealing with a humanitarian crisis as migrants overwhelm local resources. Are you desperate? I'm very desperate. Maria Angel from Venezuela tells us next to her 10 year old daughter, I don't have anything to eat. I don't have anywhere to sleep, she says. Title 42 has been used to block more than 2.5 million migrants from entering the country in the last three years. Come next week, all hell is going to break loose along the border and eventually will flow into the interior of the United States. Republicans are calling on the Biden administration to continue Title 42 restrictions while blaming the president's policies for the border crisis. This administration is using uh, the tools that they have available to them uh, to deal with uh, to deal what will uh, uh, the next steps I should say after Title 42 lifts. The White House says the federal government is working hard to deal with the migrant situation including sending 1500 troops to the border and implementing a web of of policies meant to deter illegal crossings. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. Today, a bipartisan pair of senators announced they will introduce legislation to effectively extend Title 42 restrictions for two years. That proposal would need 60 votes in the Senate. That's unlikely to happen before the current restrictions expire coming up on May 11th. At least four members of the far-right organization The Proud Boys have been found guilty of seditious conspiracy in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. A Washington, D.C. jury reached the partial verdict this morning. Now, the men are Ethan Nordine, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Real, and Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario. The seditious conspiracy charge carries a maximum penalty of 20 years behind bars. The jury also found the group guilty of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Now, a verdict is still pending for a fifth defendant, Dominic Pizzola. The Proud Boys trial is the third seditious conspiracy case to go before a jury since the Capitol attack. After an intense manhunt spanning two cities, police captured the suspected gunman who killed one person and left four others hurt in an Atlanta hospital. 24-year-old Dion Patterson entered Atlanta's Northside Hospital with his mother for an appointment, authorities say. And that's when investigators say he killed 39-year-old Amy St. Pierre, a CDC employee. Four other women were injured. License plate recognition 
location cameras later spotted his car that apparently he stole 20 miles away near Truist Bank, a uh, park that is, where the Atlanta Braves play. It's still unclear how authorities actually found him. He was discharged from the U.S. Coast Guard in January. Patterson's sister tells the New York Times that he hasn't been mentally stable since being discharged. The man accused of killing five of his neighbors, including a child outside of Houston, is now formally charged with murder. Francisco Oropesa had his first court appearance today. He's being held on a $7.5 million bond. But as we've reported, he's not the only person under arrest. His wife is charged with hindering the apprehension of a fugitive. She faces two to ten years in prison if found guilty. Take a look at this video out of Seattle. It's pretty cool. They have some storm threats that are looming there today. High winds, a potential hail, something that we know a little bit about here in Central Texas. And that video really shows the story, the lightning there lighting up the sky. We've seen that in this uh, severe weather time here in Central Texas, Nick. Yeah. But will we see it again this week? It is looking like some parts of the air might see it tonight. Ooh. Yeah, just within the last few minutes, a severe thunderstorm watch was issued for parts of the country. Uh -oh. So let's catch people up. Let's show you where the watch is for and where it is not. It is not for the Austin Metro or our eastern counties at this point, and Blanco County not included too, but the rest of the hill country under a severe thunderstorm watch until midnight tonight. Large hail, damaging winds, the primary concern. No storms here in Central Texas right now. The nearest storm is uh, well, a few miles well to the west of San Saba, but we're starting to see the storms lining up ahead of the dry line near San Angelo. And then there's another storm uh, that's uh, quickly strengthening now to a severe storm near Del Rio. And all of these storms to the west of us, northwest and southwest, have the potential to get to Central Texas later on tonight. Not everybody sees rain, but our rain chances do rise 20% at 7, 30% at nine and still 20% chance that you get some measurable rain and storms at 11 o'clock tonight. So we want you weather aware, especially in the hill country at first, but these storms may make it to the metro too. We'll be tracking daily rain chances as well as the severe weather potential that we've got over the next several days in first warning weather and also the hot and sticky air we're dealing with too. All right, Nick, thank you very much. A bill to make it easier for you to get an itemized medical invoice is one step closer to becoming law. Senate Bill 490 was filed by Republican Senator Brian Hughes. The bill requires that patients be given an itemized invoice that lists each service provided, a plain language description of the service, and the amount due. Now, the bill was voted out of committee yesterday. It now heads to the House floor. If it passes, it's going to go back to the Senate for a final review. There is a House companion bill that is waiting to be heard on the House floor. KXAN investigators keep hearing from patients who have been sued for medical debt in recent years. They tell us they've reached, received vague bills from a central Texas hospital. They never got an itemized invoice, and then they were sued when they didn't pay. For a closer look at their stories, head to this story in the investigative section of KXAN.com. Well, today, the nation's top health officials testified before lawmakers about preparing for the next public health emergency. They're talking about what they learned from the COVID-19 pandemic and what they can improve. KXAN's Washington correspondent Rashad Hudson tells us what these talks revealed. Some of the nation's top health experts say the country needs to do more to prepare for the next public health emergency. Are you telling us that we have not done the kind of work you would like to see us done in preparation for what may be coming? Correct, not in all the viral families. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says the country needs to replenish medical stockpiles to be fully prepared and be able to quickly alert Americans about outbreaks. Something that has been really very difficult to do but we need to improve our communications capability. 
CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says her agency is working to improve protective gear for healthcare workers. Looks at um, new technology for PPE that is used in healthcare and used in public health emergencies and other environmental hazards. Louisiana Republican Bill Cassidy says it's time for the country to look beyond the coronavirus pandemic. Let's get better. We made mistakes, we learned some tough lessons, so let's work together to make it so that next time it isn't on the fly that we're figuring it out. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin warned against Republicans' proposed reductions of public health funding. Cuts that would undermine our nation's competitiveness as well as our safety, our public health and our security. Baldwin says preparing for the next pandemic will actually require more investment. Reporting in Washington, Rashad Hudson. Well, as you're getting ready to hit the road this summer season, you might just find yourself a nice surprise at the <laughs> gas pump. A look at the dropping gas prices. I see what you did there, Daniel. And a Williamson County hits the world stage as businesses from all around the globe are looking to put down some roots. And the Pecan Street Festival is just around the corner, which you can expect from the festivities and what traffic could look like on your way in. The 48th annual Pecan Street Festival is this weekend. You can get food, do some crafts, and hear some live music along 6th Street. Now, it is this Saturday and Sunday. Anyone can get in for free if you're planning on heading to the festival or traveling near downtown this weekend. We have a look at all the road closures in the area on our website right now at kxan.com. Okay, if you're about to go on a road trip, we have some good news for you. Gas prices have dropped just before the summer travel season. Currently, the statewide average gas price in Texas is $3.12 per gallon. That's according to AAA. That's actually down from 11 cents last week and also 76 cents less than this time last year. The most expensive gas prices are in El Paso with an average of $3.36 a gallon. Looking at other metropolitan areas, Austin and Houston both come in a little lower at $3.14. San Antonio's average gas prices are just over $3, and drivers in McAllen in South Texas, they're paying the least at $2.88. Final preparations for the coronation of King Charles tomorrow, but some Londoners are not happy. The changing opinions on the monarchy in the modern age. Well, aside from the excessive humidity, it was a rather average day. Lows in the mid-60s, highs right on where they should be at 84 here today, although very humid. Next, we turn our attention to the storms tonight. Updated timing and first warning weather. Businesses half a world away are looking to put down roots in the city of Taylor. Now, many of them would support the multi-billion dollar Samsung semiconductor plant. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with leaders to find out what other plans are in the works. These days, you can't go very far in Taylor without seeing signs of development. Taylor Mayor Brant Rydell, along with other local leaders, visited South Korea last month. He came back with an interest agreement from iMarket Korea, a distributor of components needed to make microchips. It's one of the first support businesses to officially expand to support the Samsung Semiconductor plant. They've already acquired uh, 44 acres in Taylor, and but I think they're looking for even a greater presence with this Taylor Technology Park that they have envisioned. You know, that's what, as I've worked with the Samsung suppliers, that's what they're looking for. Mark Thomas leads Taylor's Economic Development Center. He can't say which businesses are looking at Taylor just yet. Some of the companies needed rail service. We have a 750-acre uh, rail park plus. There are other sites as well within Taylor that suppliers are looking at. We hope that within the next 90 days, 120 days, that some of those companies will be ready to announce. 
With new industry coming in, Mayor Rydell says keeping the city's small town culture intact will be a balancing act. I just see our downtown coming back with a vengeance and having a vitality that it probably hasn't seen uh, again in 100 years or so. In Taylor, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And Samsung says it's on schedule to open its Taylor plant next year. And going in depth, Williamson County is the 12th fastest growing large county in the nation, according to the Austin Chamber. The county increased its population by over 29% between 2010 and 2017. Dell Technologies, Apple, and like Mercedes said, Samsung all have made major tech investments in Williamson County. Today is May 4th. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know what that means. It's Star Wars Day, and to celebrate, the Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter is offering $4 adoptions today. The shelter says every foster saves two lives, the life of the foster dog and the life of the dog who takes their space in the shelter. Now take a look at these pups. Oh, they all need homes, and they're so cute. You can adopt any available dog weighing over 25 pounds for just $4. The shelter says try to email them to get an appointment so you don't have to wait long. But walk-ins are welcome from noon to 6 tonight. So you have time. You have like, what, 45 minutes just about to get over there if you're interested in bringing home <laughs> Sorry. a furry friend or a bunny. Is that more your speed, Daniel? <laughs> no, 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 I just didn't mean to interrupt you. So little, it's like just bunny. one bunny is available. A little but, one uh, bunny. Maybe, maybe that was a mistake because I think they're supposed to be over 25 pounds. So that would be one big bunny. If they yeah, bunnies yeah, there you, go. you need a forklift to be that. <laughs> hey, we're watching uh, some storm potential tonight. Okay. Still some uncertainty regarding the coverage, but let's get to the maps and show you areas, two areas. Areas, distinct ones that we're watching here. One due west, northwest, and you can see a cluster, a line, a broken line of storms starting to form northeast, around, and just southwest of San Angelo. Uh, this will slowly be tracking eastward here into the evening and has the potential to head toward the hill country. And then we also have this cell right here over Del Rio that also has the potential, it's a severe storm already, to move into parts of central Texas later on this evening. Still no model, no weather model that we have is a perfect computer model. It's our job to try to pick the best one to represent what we think is going to happen this evening. This one here picks up on that Del Rio storm getting close to the metro as we get say between 7 and 8 o'clock tonight, whereas the other storms try approaching the hill country. There will be likely some weakening as they move into central Texas away from the dry line, which is uh, the cluster of storms that are forming near San Angelo. But the potential is there for isolated at least to potentially scattered storms as we head later into the evening. This is 930 tonight. Not everybody gets wet with the storms, but we want you weather ready. We think the rain chances start to fade as we get closer to midnight. Tomorrow starts with low clouds. I think we get more sun tomorrow that's going to lead to a hotter day. Most of the day is dry, still dry through 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But after 3 o'clock, some of our models are hinting at yet more storms developing over parts of the hill country and possibly blossoming into a bigger cluster of storms into tomorrow evening. And if they get to the metro, that would be after about 5, 6 o'clock uh, in the evening tomorrow. Here, what you're seeing is uh, 8, 9 o'clock tomorrow night. There are other computer models that are dry for tomorrow. So that's why our rain chances are low, despite what you're seeing on the computer models that some show a lot of storms. So 
severe weather threat this evening is a two out of five for most of the area. Main concern is going to be for large hail to a lesser extent damaging winds. Localized flooding uh, is a possibility, but not our chief concern and currently not expecting uh, a tornado here tonight. I've upped our rain chances, though, to 40 percent, especially for the hill country. Overnight lows of 71. Clouds thickening up through the night. Rain chances at 30% tomorrow for the afternoon and evening. But with more sun, it'll be a hotter day as we head for 90. Severe weather threat tomorrow. Uh, highest west of I-35 with a 2 out of 5 risk. And we also have a severe weather risk Saturday. Currently a 1 out of 5 for the metro in the hill country. The other big story, the heat. 80s to low 90s. We should be around 84. We're going to be above that every single day of the next seven. And it's also going to stay very humid. You know how the air felt today? It's going to stay feeling like that through the weekend and into early next week. No big relief in sight from the stickiness in the air. Look at our first warning weather seven day forecast. Every day has some rain chances, but there will be many days that you miss out in the rain where you are. Severe weather risk tomorrow and Saturday. 30% rain chances continue through Monday. They drop a little Tuesday, but then they do start to rise as high as 50% by next Thursday. Nick, thank you so much. Now, if you're gathering ideas on how to revamp your backyard, you will want to stick around because we'll be taking a sneak peek at Austin's Outdoor Living Tour. The City of London is working through final preparations for a celebration really unlike anything they've ever seen there in about 70 years. Festivals, parades, a massive concert all centered around this weekend's coronation of King Charles III. But some people aren't too excited about this. The new king will face what seems to be shifting opinions about his rule. A YouGov opinion poll shows overall 58% of adults in the United Kingdom support the monarchy, but only 32% of 18 to 24 year olds believe their reign should continue. And perhaps the most revealing data, 78% of that younger group says they're not interested in the royal family. Relevance is absolutely crucial to the monarchy. The, the big threat to um, the future of the House of Windsor is not uh, mobs storming the gate, it's, it's, it's not revolution, it's, it's becoming irrelevant. Anti-monarchy groups will be allowed to protest during the service. One of those organizations, Republic, expects as many as 1,700 people to gather on Saturday. Well, back on this side of the pond, if you're looking to make a change to your backyard decor, the Austin Outdoor Living Tour this weekend might give you some new ideas. Now, this Saturday, you're going to be able to tour 10 backyards that have been decked out by local landscape architects. The annual tour showcases architectural landscaping to inspire those who want to revamp their own backyards. The tour will feature different kinds of landscaping like modern designs, maybe for hosting parties or projects that might accentuate your backyard's natural beauty. Okay, I'm realizing I have a lot of work to do on the backyard. Thanks for that, Daniel. Tonight on KXAN, it's an all-new Law & Order at 7, Law & Order is for you at 8, and Law & Order Organized Crime at 9 before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Or you can always join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.